0: This is the Vibe Guide. I'm your host and intuitive life coach, Caroline. This is a podcast around sharing inspiration, information, tips and tricks around spirituality, personal development, intuition, and much more. So join me and let's set the vibe. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. So, this week's episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about self doubt. So, It's kind of come up for me just in conversation and I've started a new job and it came up there and I don't know, it's just, it's kind of popped up for me a few times in the past month. I was like, you know what, this would be a good podcast um, topic and I've done a lot of work myself on my own self-doubt, which I didn't even really realize that I was doing. Um, So I just think it's an interesting topic and I think we all deal with it and some of us more than others. So I just thought I would share a little bit about what I've learned, um, some tips and tricks that I used, um, and how I kind of navigate dealing with self-doubt, because it doesn't really ever go away. It's just kind of like a little dance that we do, I think, throughout our whole lives. Um, And so, yeah, I just wanted to share a little bit about um, kind of my journey with it and, and what I do to get through those times where I'm feeling a little less confident than usual. So First of all, you know, why do we doubt ourselves? I I personally think it's learned. Um, I don't think anyone is really born with self-doubt, you know? Like, when you think about children, they really move through the world with so much confidence. Um, you know, I just had my best friend's little daughter over here yesterday. And, I mean, they come in hot. Like, they just are into everything. They say whatever they want. Like, they just have no inhibitions, and they're just in here doing whatever (laughs) and then it's you know the adults that have to say okay let's work on this let's not say that let's do this so it's kind of you know I think it doesn't sometimes it's intentional sometimes you know kids children are in families that are intentionally breaking children down kind of thing which is really awful but I think um you know naturally by the time we reach adulthood Um, our confidence has kind of been undermined a little bit by opinions and, um, influences of others and also just, you know, by our own experiences. So I think it's just a part of life. It's just how it goes. I think everyone deals with a certain level of self-doubt. Um, and like I said, I I think some more than others, just because of what you're predisposed to, what you, how your childhood was, you know, how your family was around you, your community, your friends, there's so many influences so um i do think it's it's really strongly connected to the people that we've spent the most time with um and we you know when you're young you really soak up influences like a sponge so um and i think as far as like family goes i also think we just crave their love so much and their approval especially when you're a child and you're younger that we kind of mold ourselves into what we think they want in order, you know, to identify with them and earn their affection. So I think that that has um, a lot to do with it. And I do think that self doubt isn't always a bad thing. Um, You know, my experience with it, and I would say recently, it's come up because, you know, I started this new nursing job. Um, and it's something that I've never done before. It's very um, specific set of nursing skills. Um, and, you know, learning how to put patients on a dialysis machine and, you know, the process from A to Z. I've never done it before. So with any new skill, especially with nursing, it takes a minute, takes some repetition to, you know, for you to get comfortable with it and to feel confident to do it on your own. So with this, there's a lot you know, there's a lot going on. Um, and so I have just kind of the person who's training me, she's kind of she kind of backed off a little too early for me, I felt like, Oh, I still kind of need you. You know, I'd appreciate it if you would just still watch me. I don't, you know, feel that comfortable doing it by myself yet. And you know, she would say, Oh, but you're, you know, I've watched you like, you know how to do it. You've done it a million times. I, I see you. And I'm like, no, I know. <laughs> like, I know, I know. I just started, like, I just would appreciate, you know, I just, I don't mind you watching me, please watch me because, you know, these are human beings and I don't, you know, it's been very little amount of time, even though it might seem like it, that I'm confident because I think as a nurse too, you don't want to come across as like nervous or that you don't know what you're doing in front of a patient because it makes them nervous and they pick up on that energy very quickly. So you do have to kind of fake it till you make it a little bit as nurses, but You know, I'm not going to literally fake it if I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm going to turn around and ask somebody, um, you know, before I do it. So I think that it can be healthy. Like I think a certain amount of self-doubt, especially in certain situations like nursing, um, can be helpful because that little bit of self-doubt could make you ask somebody for help when if you didn't have that little bit of self-doubt, you might just blow through it and make a mistake and it could be someone's life. So... I think it can be healthy, but then, you know, we all know when it gets to be a little bit more, it starts to slide into the unhealthy version of self-doubt where it's, you know, criticism and, um, you know, you're just kind of putting yourself down, negative self-talk, holding yourself back, living in fear, um, constantly making excuses or, um, you know, doubting yourself. (laughs) doubting yourself and your abilities and, and knowing that you really can do it, you know, if you would just try a little bit or, you know, get those thoughts out of your head or, or other people's opinions out of your head. So um, it definitely, I think self doubt's also a little layered. I think um, it can be a defense mechanism as well. And I think it comes from You know, I'm an intuitive life coach, so I really work on the feeling part, like the heart center, the feeling, getting back into your body, whereas I think self-doubt, I mean, it's all in your mind, and defense mechanism, it really comes from, like, protecting yourself from failure, from embarrassment, from heartbreak, from feeling fear. Um, It keeps you kind of in that nice, safe space, but a lot of the times, we don't pay attention to our body, and that we let our mind overtake things and really overthink things. Because something that could really feel safe to you in the moment, or you know, an idea or whatever, you could be super pumped about it. And it could feel really like you're excited for it and ready for it. And then your brain steps in and says all these negative things that aren't true. So I think in letting it be a defense mechanism, um, I think that just comes from fear. And I don't think that fear well, I think it's appropriate in some situations, kind of like what I was talking about with nursing. But in general, I don't think when it, when we're talking about self doubt, for me, I don't think that the fear is really helpful. I think fear prevents us in that situation from achieving really what we want to and living out our highest potential and, you know, moving the needle a little bit further, you know, and growing and evolving as a as a person. So I think it's a little layered. I think, like I said, it's something that's always going to be there. It's going to always be a little bit of a dance. And I think it's going to have peaks and valleys. And I think the more you can understand your version of self-doubt and how it looks for you, um, I think that that's really important, you know, in doing the work, because I will say I have like six pieces that, you know, I wrote out to kind of help me and like what I've done to kind of overcome and work through a lot of self doubt to like continue to push myself and continue to put my um, continue to live the life that I want to live and do the things that interest me and that I want to continue to do and not let my own, you know, self doubt get in the way um, and one of the first ones is like identifying those limiting beliefs. And I really did that by doing shadow work. It's just kind of like digging in deep and, and trying to get into those subconscious areas that you don't even realize are there. So when I started doing this work, I was in France, and I, I just felt like something was off. Like I wasn't really happy. I didn't know what was going on. i you know, had left nursing behind. And I was looking into like new careers, but I didn't really know which way to go. And I was just kind of really at a crossroads. And I just felt like, okay, something's got to give. like, I I don't really know how to move forward. And I was looking out for like, coaches myself and people, you know, looking for help and try and figure out which way, especially career wise, like w- where I wanted to go. And so and researching all that shadow work just kept coming up. It was just everywhere. And so then I just googled it and I was like, what the hell is shadow work? And I just dove in. And I would if you google shadow work, there's like a million different things you can do. I just found all these prompts and I just voice recorded myself and I went through different prompts every single day or I would go for a walk in the park and I would just walk through these questions. And I would really think and I would process things out loud. And for me, um, with my human design, I'm a self projected authority. So me talking out loud, and expressing myself, even if it's not to another person, but just saying it out loud and getting it out um, is really kind of cathartic for me. And it's how I make sense of things. So and it's really how like my intuition comes through. Because if I can hear myself, especially in a recording, if I can hear it back, then I can really pick up on my tone and my inflection and like, little things that I don't really realize otherwise, if I just keep it internally, like in my brain or write it out or whatever. So anyways, I just went through and like, that's what I did to start kind of this journey of finding out what my limiting beliefs are, and like why I was feeling like I wasn't like, I I needed, like, certifications and skill sets and, like, all these things to move out of nursing. Like, I just felt like I wasn't good enough as is, like, what I bring to the table as is. Like, who would want to hire me to do X, Y, and Z? Like, I have no experience. I don't I don't know how to do this. Blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, your brain goes on and on and on. So, did the shadow work. I voice recorded everything, worked through it. And I didn't do it for anyone else. Like, I didn't do it to, like, bring up all these, like, past situations and past traumas to, like, you know – get into family therapy and like work through things. I didn't do that at all. I just did it for myself to try and have a starting point to like figure out which way I was going to go. And I had no idea what journey it would lead me into. And, you know, I ended up uncovering a lot of self-doubt and a lot of mine personally, I think came from a lot of family dynamics. Um, And like I said, I had not like, you know, doing this work to like blame people and and to like dredge up the past and have drama about it. Not at all. It's just for like my healing and my processing of why I am the way I am today. And you're never going to have all the answers. But once you start to peel the layers back, you can have just a better understanding of yourself. And so in doing that, like I said, I kind of realized that my crux of why I felt like maybe I was holding back. And especially with like life coaching was came from a lot of like, familial things and kind of, you know, it might not have been accepted, and I might not have been supported. And, you know, it wasn't like, you know, a concrete, if you would, you know, career path And, and just all these things that I've grown up with, you know, spare you the childhood traumas and all the fun things. But it just it came up as a really big part of my choices and how I made decisions. And it it really, I needed a lot of acceptance from family and stuff like that. And so working through that and realizing that that was kind of the crux of it. I just understood it, I worked through it. And then I realized, you know, it's nice to have your family's approval of things. But if I don't get it, I don't, that's okay, I'm still going to do it. And no, it just was like a very interesting shift for me. I just felt like, well, I hope they can be supportive. But if not, I don't, I don't care either. (laughs) It's nice to have support, you know, true genuine support, but you know, life goes on even if you don't have it. And so that was kind of the starting point for me. Um, And then once I really identified where that that serious self-doubt came from and like what was really causing me to hold myself back that's when I move forward you find kind of the underlying cord to things and you think all the way back you can cut the cord and move forward so my way was just through shadow work there's other things that you can do there's loads of like journal prompts um, I like I said, I voice recorded, you can also write out things you can video yourself, you can go to therapy, Um, find a life coach that specializes in limiting beliefs and and helping you overcome self doubt, because there's definitely coaches out there that's, you know, specialize in that. I didn't really need all that. I just kind of did it myself. And um I really felt like I moved the needle. And then I, you know, did the life coaching. And I will say another big, huge, you know, barrier that I kind of overcame was like posting this podcast. Because there's just something about putting yourself out there like that so vulnerably and sharing so much of yourself into a microphone, and hoping that people resonate with it and hoping that it helps people. And getting over that initial fear of like, why am I doing this? Like, who cares what I have to say? You know, what's the point? You know, and I got loads of that. Like, well, why? What's the point of the podcast? Like, what are you supposed to do? How does it fit in with your business? Like, you're supposed to get sales from a podcast, like, like a million questions. And it was, thank God I already had done the work. So all that kind of stuff just kind of brushed off my back. And I was just like, I don't need to have the answers for you. Like, I'm doing it because I want to do it. And that's enough, you know, so It really shifts things, but it still was very difficult for me. And I remember the day that I posted this very first episode, I got a migraine. I was in Greece, and I have been working on this podcast so hard and trying to figure out all the technical behind the scenes stuff that I'm not really good at. It's not really my thing, but I just kept, you know, pushing through. And little by little, every day I would just like learn more and do more. And I remember recording that first episode like 85 times. I was so nervous, and then. Um, by the time I was like happy with what I had came up with, um, I had started to get this weird thing in my eye. And now what I realized what it is was like an aura before a migraine. I've never had a migraine before. And it almost looked like cracked glass in my eye It was so weird. And I was kind of like, Oh, my God, I'm in this small town in Greece. Like what hospital am I going to go to? Am I about to have a stroke? Like what's going on? My body's like short circuiting. (laughs) So I went and down. Drank some water. And then within about 15 minutes, that thing, the aura or whatever it is went away in my eye. And then boom, it was like the worst headache I've ever had in my life. And, you know, looking back on that now, and I was actually talking to my mom about it. And because we were having a conversation about, you know, self doubt and everything. And I was like, you know, I think it was so much pressure. And I was just moving through so much self doubt. And I was really, pushing myself out of my comfort zone to do this podcast that I think it came out physically. And it's just amazing what happens to us physically when we hold on to such negative feelings and and emotions and things like that, because that was intense. And I never felt like that. I was like really scared. And, you know, after I published it, and I just like let it go out into the universe, I just it was like a deep breath. And I was just like, like, girl, who cares? You know, I just felt better. And I just felt like if people don't want to tune in, or they think it's silly or whatever, like they can have those feelings. Like, that's fine. That's their perception. But I'm going to keep doing what I enjoy. And I enjoy doing it. You know, after I got the first couple down, and the technical stuff was kind of out of the way, it was like, okay, like, this is enjoyable. I like this. I like it a lot. Actually, I like sharing. And um, so I just continue to do it. So I think that that was just a big lesson for me in overcoming self-doubt because it can really sneak up on you and it can really keep you from living out the life that you have envisioned for yourself or doing things that you want to do because we can be our own worst critics. And then when we, you know, add in all the other pieces like your friends and your family and what they're going to think, like, forget about it. It just becomes very overwhelming if you're not kind of mentally and emotionally prepared for that. Um, Because, you know, when I put the word intuitive in front of my life coaching, you can best believe I had some and I still to this day, there's family and friends and people who Did not agree and had, you know, and told me and shared their opinions and have their concerns and are passive aggressive and all the things and if I wasn't a confident person, and if I didn't move through the world, knowing that this is what I want to do, I don't care about your perceptions, because I can tell you before I've did all this work. I think people in general think I'm a confident person, but things get to me like people's opinions matter to me. And I think you're a liar if you say they don't because at the end of the day, we all have a sense of that. But I think sometimes it can take over. And then that's when you're in the problem of like you're living for other people and you're turning into a people pleaser. And then you're miserable on the inside because you're not doing what you really want to do. You know, and then you're resentful, but it's your own fault. So I've definitely had my my fair share. And it's just been interesting, because I think the closer that I've moved towards my authentic self, the more people have fallen off, you know, the more I really have seen people for who they really are. And that's another little thing on my list was that surround yourself with supportive people. And I can tell you right now, when you start to really move into the spaces that feel good for you, and it doesn't align with other people's lifestyles or their opinions or their beliefs or whatever, listen. (laughs) And it's also amazing to me how people just have the balls to share their opinions and what they think about what you're doing, because I'm just like, okay, wow, like you must have a lot of confidence to, you know, tell me what you think about what I'm doing, or what you think intuitive means, or all these fun things, you know, so just surround yourself with people that are truly supportive. And we definitely like this is the intuitive piece, you know, when people are not being supportive, and you know, when people are just being like that fake supportive, like, I don't know how to describe it. It's just like they're like going along with you, but they don't really believe in you. They're like, oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, be a life coach. Cool. It's like, you know, like they don't really truly believe that you have it in you, that you can do it, that you are going to be great at whatever you decide to do. You know, and I can't stand people like that. So definitely check the people around you. And like I said, the more you start living very authentically, And stop living for other people and doing things that really interest you and that feel good to you. I'm telling you, like, while it's painful and that it sucks that, you know, people start kind of showing their true colors and who they are, like, thank God. It's like just on to the next, you know, like, I'd rather have those people far away from me than being fake supportive and giving off energy that no one really needs. So Um, I wrote out, I think I said this before, I wrote out six things. So the first one I talked about was identifying limiting beliefs. Um, And then the second thing was changing your self-talk because our words really create our reality. And I think that that is just extremely important. So and it just coincides so much with self-doubt. I had a friend the other day, I was talking to her on the phone and I was like sharing with her how I wanted to kind of switch, you know, which route I wanted to go in coaching. And I kind of wanted to start vlogging and do more lifestyle things. You know, just kind of like shifting gears and like what I'm into and like adding tarot into it and all this stuff, and then I was kind of like shitting on my own ideas in like a very kind of low key kind of way, and she was like, "You know you do that a lot, like you have all these like amazing ideas, and you can definitely like you're good at a lot of things, but then you really talk yourself out of it, and you like really downplay a lot of your skills and like what you're good at and I was like." Yeah, I kind of do know that about myself. But I didn't know it was that obvious. <laughs> so I was really grateful for her to, you know, lovingly point that out to me, because it led me to kind of dive back in because I did feel like I was kind of going down a slope where I was going back into like negative self you know, downplaying what I'm really capable of and stuff like that. So I think it's important that we and that definitely goes into surround yourself with supportive people like i'm saying like you got to have not just like yes people supportive people but also people that are going to share with you in a loving way in a caring way in a healthy way you know things that you need to work on or things that they're saying that like hey don't say that about yourself like you know you're being super negative like don't do that the self talk piece is is i think really really important you know just shut that inner critic up because we are just we are awful to ourselves, to be honest with you. And it's I think it's one of the hardest things that I've had to really overcome. And I, all I can really say is that I, I'm just aware of it now. Like I don't have like some big trick or tip or whatever. Like I just, I'm aware. And I just try when I start to find myself getting in that space, I just literally try and say one positive thing like, Oh my god, how beautiful is that tree? or you know i just really flip the script and i you can feel it in your body i can feel it in literally in my mind like i can feel it when i start to flip into like a more positive energy take stock of your your self talk um the third thing i have is focus on your desires i think that's pretty obvious like focus on what you like focus on what lights you up um don't worry about all the possible outcomes. Don't even worry about the outcome. Just continue to do what you want to do. Don't even say what if just go do whatever it is that you want to do. And yes, you might fail. Maybe you won't. But at the end of the day, you're going to be happy that you started a journey that felt authentic to you and that You took the time to trust yourself and honor yourself and push yourself forward. So focus on your desires, figure it out what it is that you really want to push yourself in life to do because that's going to help you in the long run. And then number four, I have surround yourself with support, which I've already talked about. Number five is action. I think that kind of goes along with those focus on your desires because I think when you start to take action, it's like that decisiveness is a sign of confidence. So when you really choose to do something, and you make a plan, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna go for it. You're trusting yourself. And you're showing that no matter what happens, it doesn't matter. Like you're trusting yourself. And there you go. I think self-doubt sometimes can feel comfortable. It can definitely feel like familiar, I think. And so When we when we trust self doubt, and we just kind of keep ourselves in that safe little box, it feels safe, but you're missing out on so much. And I think then, you know, down the road, you start to resent yourself. And especially, you know, the older we get, and the less years and the less time we have to do the things that we thought we could do 10 years ago, but we held ourselves back. It's just like you kick yourself in the ass. So and then kind of piggybacking off that, like the last step is like, you really do start to build resilience. So once you start to move forward, and you're taking action, you're going to come across, you know, setbacks, it's just part of any transformation, you know, even me as a dialysis nurse, like I had days where I just was awful. And I was like, standing there in front of a machine being like, uh, what do I do now? What have Like, what do I do? (laughs) And you feel silly, and you feel stupid. And, you know, all the things, but I know that I have all the bits and pieces to be an amazing dialysis nurse. So it's just like, it's not, it's just one of those things. It's just like one of those days, you just hit a little bit of a wall. It doesn't matter. You just keep pushing the needle forward. You know that at the base of everything, you are fully prepared. You are, you know, you can achieve anything. And you just have that mindset and you keep moving forward. And you see self-doubt for what it truly is. And it's just fear. So you just take the lessons and the failures. You get up and you keep moving forward. And then that's all you can do in life. So I hope this helps. I hope that you guys gained a little bit of um, hopefully knowledge and inspiration from discussing it. It's not the easiest um, thing to get over. And like I said, I just think it's kind of an ongoing part of human nature. So for me, it's just about I think the most important piece is just the awareness because if you're not aware of how you are and, and, you know, how you hold yourself back and how you use self-doubt sometimes as like a defense mechanism or whatever you use it for, um, it can be kind of tricky to point out. So and then you just kind of go around living that way. So I think just being aware, like listening to this episode, kind of picking out like, Oh, maybe I do that too. Or Oh, that's a good idea. Like I'll start writing out things and kind of getting into that shadow work and figuring out why I'm scared to start x, y and z or why I'm feeling nervous to do this or that. So hopefully this was helpful. And hopefully it just inspires you guys. And, you know, we all are capable of so much more we we limit ourselves so much. So I hope that you guys gain a little bit of information from this episode. And if you have any questions, I'm always here. Um, Like I said, all my coaching stuff is on my website, www.carolinepinnix.com. And I'm on Instagram as well. So don't be shy, you can reach out and I hope you guys have an amazing week. Bye.